Welcome to the Sword and Spirit Ministries International Podcast. We are a church with God's heart and we have you at heart. Be blessed as you listen. Um, hello everyone. Uh, as, you can, as you know, I'm Tina. So in December, I planned a trip to go to China. So I've been talking to Apostle and when I was, um, in fact, I got, I booked my ticket in January, in December. So the plan was just planned in November. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to China. It was just faith. I didn't have money. And I always say, no, I think I had 1,000 in my account or whatever. But I'm like, no, I'm going to China. I'm going to meet my suppliers. Then I, <laughs> ne, then I got the money for the ticket and then we booked. I'm having faith by that time. So Pastor is like, no, there's someone from Switzerland who's going to, China and I got excited. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go with someone. Guess what? <laughs> she's like, she's not going to China anymore. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a leap of faith and go to China. So then I remember when I was at the airport, I text Pastor Sandy and, and Apostle. I'm like, yo, I'm so scared and I don't know. So then, okay, fine. They responded. Apostle was saying, okay, you're gonna be fine. And then I was in the morning, I was listening to uh, Pastor Manga's prayer. And then I text Pastor Manga said, Manga, this message, you're <laughs> just talking to me because I'm so anxious, I'm so scared. Actually, you get scared when you get to the international side because now you can see this is reality. And I'm like, okay. By then, I've got a backpack of Iron Man. It's so small and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to China. I'll see myself out there. By that time, I just booked an accommodation, but I'm not sure where I'm going. And I'm like, okay. I listened to the prayer, Pastor Manga, and I kept on listening. Then I left. I think the last person I spoke to was my husband. I'm like, you know what? I am so scared. I don't know. I thought I'm confident, but now reality started striking. Okay, then I left. The flight, I think it was about 16 hours to go to Shenzhen, whatever. So... <laughs> So then in my spirit, I'm feeling like, you know, I, I just need to pray, you know, because I've been confessing. I said I'm blessed and highly favored. So I'll put my status saying that. So then I kept on saying that I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay, so something in me in the, in the flight just say you must just pray. So I think I prayed for about six hours because the flight was not full. So we had space. So I was praying. So little did I know that they were searching me. Because now I don't eat. For those who are close to me, they know I don't eat a lot of stuff. So I was not eating much. So then, okay, we go to Shenzhen, and then they said our, we are going to connect our flight in Beijing. Okay, I went to Beijing. I'm excited. But you can see or it's confusing. You don't know where to go. And now I'm telling myself, now I'm walking with God. This time I'm going to walk with God in a way. I'll grab him like this. You know when you're walking, you feel like, come Let's walk together. <laughs> so then, okay, we get there. But my spirit is just telling me something is going to be wrong. Ne? So when I get where they did the check, um, the security check, I see these ladies, the Chinese, they started pointing me. Ne? And mind you, you, you guys, you know how I dress. Ne? I'm wearing this tracksuit. I mean, it's colorful, you know. And I'm holding that bag. So there was another lady coming from South Africa. So I started helping her luggage because she had lot of luggage was going to work there. So then we walked together, and then they call us. When they call us, they started checking a bag and whatnot. They're like, and you? And I'm like, no, I'm going to China for nine days. They're like, okay, what do you have? 
I'm like, no, I only have a backpack. And they're like, okay, let's open the backpack. Then I see them, they are pointing at me, and I'm thinking, I'm excited for the trip. I'm thinking, no, Mugel has passed, you know, she's going to go to China. Yo, they started searching me now, and then they come, they're like, no, you're going to sign the form for searching your body. And I'm thinking, what's happening? But then, I, like, in my mind, I'm praying inside. So that lady, she's, first, she's like, okay, fine, girl, just go inside and see. Then I went in. Now they started checking. When they check, they're like, okay. Then they check. They started calling each other. Then they're checking my body. They're scanning me. And I'm like, okay, what's happening? So now something just say, tongues, Ngwana. Tongues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like now I'm praying. Pella, those people, they can't hear me. And I'm saying, tongues, tongues. And I'm thinking of the stories that Pastor Zandi always says when she travels. And I'm thinking, which story did Pastor Zandi once said? Because I know Pastor Zandi always say, like, narrate those stories. So now I'm like, now keep border security. And now I'm thinking, yo, these people, now they are calling each other. I'm going back inside that machine they are scanning. So now I ask another one. They can't speak English. Ne? And my phone is off, mind you. I can't do the translation, whatever. And this one is like, eh, they said you've got something in my tummy. I never doubted myself like that. And I'm thinking, am I on drugs? Somebody maybe put the drugs on me. And I'm thinking, sure, there is, there is drugs in me, Waban. So now, so, so they started checking me. They're like, here on my abdomen, they see something. And when I see in the video, I see two stuff. Like they are like rounds like that. Yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, the drugs are there. Who said, then now I'm, I'm, now I'm no longer talking. I'm showing off, you know what? God, you're going to, like this one is between me and you. By that time, my, my flight is 15 minutes to go. And I'm thinking, ah, Sala. But then I kept on praying. You know, I kept my faith. They went and searched me. They, in a way, I took off all my clothes. And when I took off my clothes, now I don't care anymore because I'm feeling like I don't have anything. But then something in me, Holy Spirit just said, just tell them that you're going to need South African embassy. I'm like to them, I need my South African embassy because now you are violating me. And if you don't find these drugs, what are they going to do? Mind you, they already told me they are not responsible for my flight. They're like, no, we're not responsible, and we're not going to do anything. And I'm like, I want to speak to my embers now, because you guys, you search me, and I don't have anything. I don't know where was the confidence coming from. They had to call the superior. And I was like, the flight is gone. It's been gone for about 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, you know what? This time, ne, my God that I serve is going to do the things. Then, uh, by then, when they're organizing, they're still talking. Well, no, she's got something. Pella, they're calling women. The women, they're pressing here. Now they're searching. They come with the cameras. I'm a sit like, how, how, you know, I, I can't really say it because, yeah. So, and I'm thinking, yo, I'm violated. But what comes to you is that you don't cry. Something is just say, you don't cry. <laughs> you, you don't cry. You keep... <laughs> Pastor Zandi, can I please finish? 
<laughs> so then so then I'm like praying that <laughs> guys Pastor Sandy is the one who's taking time, not me. <laughs> so then guys, then they started searching me and they are pressing, they still see them, and I'm like, you know what, God? This time I'm gonna pass. Then they call the authority, whatever they mean, you can see the ranks. They went and booked another flight. Because I just said to them, you are going to do that. And then they went and booked another flight. But after that, I've never felt so lonely in my life. You know, those airports are big. And I'm looking at them. I'm just in the middle of, I'm like, yo. yeah. Ne? And another thing is like, yo. papa. Where were you? <laughs> so then now I'm worried about my family. I'm supposed to be in China by 21 hours. Now it's almost 28. I went to the flight and whatnot. Guys, the power of speaking about, you know, people, they'll think I'm posing myself looking pretty. It was not about the prettiness. It was about the declaration that I'm blessed and highly favored, you know. So when I got to China, I don't have anyone. They can't understand English. I walked around the airport ne, for about an hour, not finding the SIM card. Mind you, they, they, they told me, when you get there, hey, you get the SIM card. Now I'm trying the roaming. The phone doesn't roam. And I'm thinking, yo, God, can't it end? It has to end now. I can't get to China and still struggle. Now it's an hour. I'm going up and down the airport. Ah, no, guys, when you are in, in, in those situations, you learn to trust God. I got a corner. I speak in tongues. Like, the corner, like, you know what, God, I need where I'm going to get the SIM card. And the person I'm going to meet, they speak English. So that's how I got to China, guys. All this journey was just a journey with God. I'll do the voice memos because I didn't even want to speak to. I'll do the voice memos in the morning. And I said, God, I want this and this and this. When I meet here, I need to meet so-and-so. And in the evening, when I come back, when I listen to those voice notes, God has ticked all of them. So... <laughs> For me, it was just solo with God, but don't try it if, yeah, don't try it. It's scary. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. right now I don't know how to say it and um, well I just want to first start with the scripture that I got from my mommy there Ephesians 2 verse 10 for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good things which God has prepared for us in advance and I didn't understand really what it really meant. I was like, okay, yeah, we are God workmanship. It is what it is, right? Until on Friday when I was supposed to get my results. And at 12, I woke up. I was like, I can't. And then I slept. At 12, I couldn't. I woke up out of nowhere. No alarm whatsoever. And when I woke up, Agna, Agna message. 
it's 12. Message you go. I'm waiting for a message. Next, I text my friend. I'm like, did you get it? She's like, yes, I got it. I got a bachelor and a distinction. I'm like, okay. Saba well, girl. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me just pray. And I remembered the scripture, um, Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans that I have for you. And I was like, God knows the plans that he has for me. And I believe in what he has for me. And then I got the message at um, half past 12. When I got the message, it's a bachelor with a distinction. I'm like, whoa. I was screaming. I was like, guys, the plans. Now, well, I'm a plan. We are going far now. Because my mom used to say, phones are kill. My, my grandma used to call me every time. Why are you like, phones? I'm like, mama, whoa. Me son of God. I know what I'm doing. I'm a son of God. And when I slept, I didn't cross night much. I don't want to lie. Because I was like, yeah, well, this is my time. And I will shine. And... When I got my bachelor's, I was like, yes, girl. Buena, buena, lo. And I'm so grateful. I am so grateful for each and everyone. And the Lakaya Gakulu, the family, the support that I got. And when I felt discouraged, I got so much support and love from everyone. All of my mommies here in spirit. I would name you one by one, but it's going to take time. But then I just want to add a special thank you to Auntie Slobo. She's not here. But then I want to thank her so much. She encouraged me so much. And she, she gave me hope when I didn't have hope at all. I want to say thank you to my mom. Well, not this one, the other one. There's another one. <laughs> she motivated me so much. And there's a time where I was like, I mean, I'm leaving Matt. I'm going to Matt's lit. It's hard day. But I stayed because of her. And she said, Don't be shalala. When we are next week, <laughs> and I wanna say thank you to my uncle daddy and um well my grandma and my siblings as well, as much as they were there, they were making noise when I tried to study, but then they also pushed me because I wanted to give them a reason to, to work hard as well. Um, I want to say thank you to my mom right there. I want to say thank you to my mom. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be standing here today and telling you what's in Tolil Pachela. Pachela Kiel. And, well, I can't see her as well. I want to say thank you to Mom Princess, but I can't see her. Guys, Loma, we are Kuluma, Marukulumi Wisdom. And she gave me the verse, Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And for us, we have to fear the Lord to gain the wisdom. And the manja, I'm wise because of them. 
I know because of them. There's so many things that put me back in life where I tried attempting to, com to commit suicide. And they kept on saying, girl, that's not your portion. Leave. And God is not going to take you until you fulfill what you're meant to do in this world. And there's nothing more I can say than say thank you to them. Thank you so much. Good morning, church. I'm so sorry taking your time. But I was not going to come. Me and my squad, Vele, we were going to sit down and not come. But I'm going to be... <laughs> But I'm going to be their representative. And I just want to thank God. I was not going to come because shame. I want to shame the devil. Like, <laughs> I want to shame the devil. I remember I was planning Vela to come before I even got the results. I was planning to come. But then after I got the results, then it was done. I was not going to come. <laughs> but then when I told Mama Uba, okay, this and this happened. And then my mom was like, don't let the devil win. And then when we were singing, um, the Holy Spirit was like, you're going to sit down and not thank me for what I've done. I did not fail. I passed with the bachelors. Duh. <laughs> I really, I just want to thank God for carrying me and my squad we are academic weapons. <laughs> we, you're, there were, also, I want to thank the church for the prayer before, like, we wrote. I remember the, the part where you were like, even when we didn't study certain things, we're going to know them. And I'd just like to say, there were times where I chose sleep over study. And then I woke up in the morning, but I, I never stressed. I don't stress. And every time I would go into the exam room, we would pray before, and then I pray. And then, like, I'm, I'm not even lying. I swear the Holy Spirit was, like, literally writing for me because every paper, when Pumanditi, if I don't get one for the eight over 150, it's not my paper. Because the things that I was writing, they were, yo, they were, yeah, not what I studied. But they were good. And then I just want to thank God for there's this one particular subject that you know, I was not failing, but I was passing just just. And then I and then I I prayed to God. I'm like, okay, if I can just get just low so and then I remember my teacher was like, It's a, it's really impossible if you've been passing with thirties for the whole year and then when you're coming here finals and talking about how get above what what and then God surprised me I was like bam and then, <laughs> and then I was really shocked Jane, because I know myself I don't know life science I don't know anything like I would go into that class and sleep because I did not understand anything but I just want to thank God for carrying me for carrying my friend group that they are going to become whatever they want to become, doctors and everything. 
and that as we're continuing like to go into union, all that logo that God started, that is going to do like big things. So also I just wanted to encourage like everyone to not like I don't know, like what they've received and think it's not worthy of being thankful to God. Because it also, um, we also learn that we need to be thankful in all situations. Even if it doesn't work for us, God has a plan for us. That's why small beginnings, appreciate small beginnings and all of that. So thank you. church um last year i remember coming here i was feeling very lost i didn't know the things i didn't know then i started finding direction in church and i remember when i started writing my exams or final exams and stuff why can't they just make us pass and now i'm like yeah and i used to i used to study day before one day before i remember coming to church i had a chemistry test the next day i didn't even started studying and i'm like i want to go to church but you didn't start i'm like yes i'm going to church went to church, came back home, and I'm thinking, maybe they'll move the test and be like, okay, should I sleep, should I not? And then I prayed, and God gave me the strength to study. And when I was done with my finals, I was like, thank God I'm done. But I'm not expecting excellent results. Okay, it's 12, let's check results. I'm like, no, I'm going to sleep. In the morning, we wake up, I check my results, still on four distinctions. And I'm like... And I remember there was one distinction that I was fighting for the whole year, the physics distinction. I was like, God, if I can just get this one, if I can just get this one. And God did it for me because I think without God, I wouldn't have done it. Without God, I wouldn't have gotten that distinction. And still today, I say those distinctions belong to God. Those are not my distinctions because God did that. And I just want to say thank you to the church. Thank you to Apostle. Thank you to Pastor Bandi. Without you guys, I wouldn't have done it. And thank you to your mom, Mama Vanelle, because she also invited me here to church. And also the people there who you see um, also encouraging <laughs> to be like, hey, let's come to church. Let's come to you. So I want to say thank you so much. And this church has honestly been Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come on, shout again to the Lord. Praise God. You can take your seats. God bless you. Thank you. Praise team. Amen. <laughs> if I don't, I don't make you sit down, it means I have to sit down. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, these guys are taking over the big church. Amen. Bless the Lord. Um, just just uh, one prayer point. Isaiah 66 verse 8. Just one prayer point. Then we're going to go into today's business. Isaiah 66, verse 8. 
when has just a story come to men's ears who has seen such a thing? Will a land come to birth in one day? Will a nation be given birth in a minute? For when Zion's pains came, she gave birth to her children straight away. The question that is asked before is, can it, is it possible for a nation to be born in one day? Can your life change in an instant? Can there be a transformation in your family suddenly? Can you wake up tomorrow and your life is what you have been dreaming? Is it possible? And the Bible gives us an answer. It says, when the birth pains came, straight away, the baby came out. When the pains came. Now, this is normally what we do when we pray. When the burden in prayer comes upon you and you start travailing in prayer, definitely whatever it is that you've been dreaming of comes forth. Because you are giving birth to the thing that you've always desired. But listen, you don't apply for birth pains. They come a due season. So when the time for you to give birth, the pains come upon you. And I believe there's a burden from the Lord that comes upon you when your time to walk away from poverty. To walk away from pain, frustration, and everything that you have, you, you, you've, you've struggled with in the past. When the time comes, there's a burden that comes upon you. Suddenly, you want to pray. Suddenly, you want to go to church. Suddenly, inside you, there's a desire to know more about God. Because it's time for you to move to the next level in life. And I want to just, to just to take a few minutes here and just pray. Pray for yourself. No one will pray for you. No one will bring a change in your own life. You will bring a change in your own life. If I pray for you, that means I will partake in your blessings. I want you to pray for yourself. The Bible says, wherever the sole of your foot shall tread, that place belongs to you. Now, in the spirit realm, it's no longer just our foot that needs to tread, but it is our lips. So wherever our lips declare, that place belongs to us. Wherever our eyes see, that place belongs to us. So whatever God reveals to you, even as we pray now, it belongs to you. So I don't want to pray for you because it will belong to me. I want that thing to belong to you. So I want us to stand just for a few minutes. When Zion travailed, when Zion travailed, then the children were released out of her. When you travail, when you pray right now in this atmosphere, whatever it is that has been a struggle, you've been waiting for, for years, it shall come forth. In this atmosphere, it shall come forth. In this atmosphere, it shall come forth. 
in this atmosphere it shall come forth open your mouth and begin to pray open your mouth and begin to pray open your mouth and begin to pray what has been your dream what has been your struggle what is it that has been hanging on to your life you want it out of your life you want it out of your life you want a new cha a change a new chapter God is opening a new chapter you will not struggle again no more struggling no more struggling that sickness in your body is falling off that diabetes falling off falling off hypertension falling off whatever it is that has been following you that addiction falling off falling off falling off Saparakataya. God is drying up that desire for nicotine, drying up that desire for alcohol, drying up that desire for the wrong thing, falling off. Open your mouth. Travail. Travail, O Zion. Travail. Cry out to God. He said, when you call on me, I will answer and show you great and mighty things. I will show you great and mighty things. Oh, you know it's it's so it's so hard to stand in front because people are looking at you instead of looking at Jesus <laughs> if you are looking at Jesus you are going to see what the others are seeing and experience what they are experiencing When he is in the house, look up to him. Not to me, look up to him. Don't let the Lord pass you by. Son of David, have mercy. Son of David, have mercy on me. 
Don't pass me by. Heal my blindness. Son of David, have mercy on me. Set me free. Deliver me. Don't pass me by. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's right in this house. I say, Jesus is in this house. you for healing father thank you for deliverances thank you for setting your people free your, our ears are wide open and our hearts are attentive and our eyes can see thank you father Amen, 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 amen. Thank you. Thank you. So we continue with our fast this week. This is our last week of fasting. And on Friday, we have an all-night prayer here. We're starting at 8 till morning praying. So all this praying here and the crying that you're doing, come with it on Friday. Amen. Come with it on Friday. Let's finish it there. Amen. Praise God. So uh, we want to appreciate all those who keep supporting us for the welfare on Fridays. Fridays, we cook for people here. The job seekers come here. Um, um, and there are so many of them. I, I think we can see a strong many that are in the house uh, sitting at the back. Some of them were here on Friday, so we keep inviting them to come for church. Let's put our hands together. Amen. So our, our, our project, if you guys can partner with me, um, month ends, I want to be organizing food parcels for, for them. I know some of them, while they are seeking for jobs, their kids... At, 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 in their homes that are looking for food. If they don't find anything, then um, uh, they all go without food. So we want to just support them. Look, while we're supporting them, we're empowering them at the same time because we don't want to uh, be like the government of South Africa. Pavantama 350, right through Luaya Waya. Uh, and people start do doing for 350 that they don't deserve. COVID, But we keep demanding. Uh, and that thing is damaging people because then they live for that money and never think for themselves on how to make the 350. So we don't want to be in that place where we give people food and they never then know how to make the food. Uh, you know, like they don't know how to um, work for themselves. So uh, we are going to also open up opportunities to hire them so that they work. Amen. So I know that some of you who have uh, companies here, you always look for people. So on Friday, you come here to recruit. 
Don't recruit anywhere else. You recruit on Fridays here in a lunch. Amen. So we, we, want, we want them to be hired. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So God bless you as you do that. I know uh, that you guys are ready for Friday. Now, the other thing is, Mom, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know, for some reason, your name just came into my heart. So I don't know who else is going to help you, Mom Peg. Uh, we, are, we want to set up just behind here a play thing. I don't know what they call it for our kids. So we want to buy all the swings and uh, jungle gym. Yes, please. So and pull them into your team. Uh, we want it to, to be set up so that our kids can be also taken care of while we are busy with church. Thank you so much, guys. Um, the support that we need for the carpet. Actually, we're buying the carpet tomorrow. So, so we only have 9,000, but we need more. <laughs> uh, so, um, after church, you, you, as the Holy Spirit leads you, you sort yourself, and then uh, we are going to buy the carpet um, tomorrow. Amen. Tomorrow. So, I don't know when you are buying your sound system, but we are buying the carpet tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. But what we want to be in our church by February. First week of February, we're in our church. Anyway, February 3, it's my birthday. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to be back that side so that at least there's more room, fresh air. Yes, we need it. Amen. Now, can, can you allow me? I only have about 30 minutes. Amen. Uh, we want to bring again... Um, your attention to the DNA of our ministry. Uh, I see there are so many churches. What makes this church different or the message that you carry that makes us unique? What is it that we teach? Why should we start a church when there are so many churches? What is it that we want uh, people to hear? What is it that transforms people as they come here? So that's what we want to share with you. It starts with a new creation realities. Uh, Pastor Nonsense said something during the conference, which I think is so, so, so nice. I think I'll use it. He said, your superpower is your identity. So your identity is your superpower. Um, I don't know whether we still have power, power puff girls. <laughs> don't know to, they are still there. They're still there, yeah. So they, they all have different strengths, uh, the power puff girls. Okay, let me use, the, it's a cartoon. They know they have got kids. <laughs> so they all have their strength and their powers. Ours as believers is our identity. So the strength of uh, every believer is knowing who you are. You know, it's very, very painful for someone who at 40 is still looking for his father because of identity. Now, you're still looking for your relatives because 
you feel like even the one that they gave you does not belong to you. So there's something inside you that keeps searching for the identity, where you come from. Normally, people who have such issues with, of identity have problems, how they relate with other people. They have issues on how they get established in marriage because there's still that thing that keeps lacking. Your superpower is your identity. When you have found who you are and you position yourself right, then you are set for victory in life. When you have found out who you are, then position yourself right according to who you are, then you are set for victory forever. Amen. I've just said that because I want you to know that everything else that I'm going to say after this, you should establish the fact that if I find this thing, I am set for victory forever. I'm set to prosper forever. So your superpower is your identity. Now, our identity is found in Christ. Now, it is God who released us out of himself. The Bible says he chose us before the foundations of the earth. He chose us while we were still in him. He chose us, set us apart. So it does not matter which parent gave birth to you. God knew you before you were born. Jeremiah, before you were born, I ordained you to be a prophet. You know, before... You were, while you were still in your mother's womb, I ordained you to be a prophet. Before you were born, I knew you. So God knows us, knew us before we were born. Before you were in your mother's womb, God already knew you. So you are not a mistake in life. Now, when I teach like this, some pastors think it's motivational teaching. It is not. I'm giving you your superpower. <laughs> because when you know who you are and the fact that you are not a mistake, something changes about how you approach life. You have a boldness. Do you know that when you don't know that it is God's design for you to be in South Africa? It is God's design also to be here in this period. When you go to, oh, Jesus, say, 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 say. <laughs> Psalm, Acts chapter 17, verse 26. He gave birth to all men out of one blood. And he predetermined where they will live. And also the time of their existence. So God predetermined. Now, start, it makes you out of one blood. Mind you, God does not consider the skin. He makes you out of one blood, whether black or white, one blood. But he preset where you are going to live and then when. Do you know that some of you are not fit to be alive 100 years from now? Already some of us who are older, 
we are very irrelevant to the technology that's around. <laughs> we ask our children to help us out with the smartphones and the smart TVs and the smart everything. And I just saw recently <laughs> they're releasing an AI Samsung. So my question is this. The guy who died in 1960, is he fit for this time? No. So you are the right person for this time. So you are not a mistake in this time. Now, the Bible says God makes all things beautiful in its time. If you are in your time, everything concerning you, beautiful. Anything that concerns you, beautiful. The only person who can mess it up is the devil. But God will not make anything that has your name on it ugly. Everything is beautiful because you are in your time. If I'm not here by mistake, I'm in my time, then everything is beautiful about me. Ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is beautiful about me. Amen. I'm preaching next week. I'm preaching next week. No, you guys sing and sing and sing and sing and never stop. I love it when they are singing. I like to see people drunk in the spirit. Amen. But I feel I need to release what I'm carrying because we need to be grounded in the DNA. See, if you know that you are here, not by mistake, it's like when someone is in a marriage and you think your wife is a mistake. I married by mistake. <laughs> Forget. There's no way out. Amen. But this is what I, 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 I want to say about it. It is not the institution of marriage. It is the hardness of the heart of the people who have entered into the institution. So you cannot blame the institution. But people, remember when Jesus died, the Bible says the earth shook. And it was dark everywhere. The soldiers were still standing there saying, hey, surely he was the son of God. And they walked away. They did not repent. They saw the evidence. And they confessed with their mouth. But they walked away to die. <laughs> so it is not the institution of marriage. The institution. No more kulumanai. Yes, wrong pen. Wrong la. Nala bantu anababonu to wrong. We all call this. 
Too proud. Too proud. So it is not the institution. It is the person. That's why when we are preaching, we're not preaching to the institution. We're preaching the people who are in the institution. Those are the ones who should know the identity. Why are you a man in that marriage? What's the purpose of your being in that marriage? When you know the purpose of the man, you won't abuse the man. There's a lot of men abused. <laughs> no, I just had Tina testifying that she believed God for money. And I was talking to Welcome. I re actually released them. <laughs> He was, he was touched by God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, guys, our superpower is our identity. You see, you will do wrong in life because you lack identity. See, identity is connected to your purpose in life. When you have found your identity then you know the reason of your existence. Then you start pursuing why you were brought into this earth. Because you know who you are. John the Baptist, they were saying, are you the Christ? He says, no, 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 no. Are you Elijah? No, no, not Elijah. But the spirit of Elijah was working in him. But he was not Elijah. Are you one of the prophets? No. So who are you? says, I am a voice calling in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. So this guy knew. He knew who he is. He was not such that when Christ came, he said, I'm not even worthy to untie his shoelaces. He says, when he comes, I must decrease, he must increase. When the, his disciples were trying to compare, compare him with Christ. He says, no, no, no. I must decrease. He must increase. When you know who you are. When you have found your identity. You stop competing with people who are not in your lane in life. Nobody will ever run in your lane in life. I know the copycats. People who, when you testify that, look, I, I, I just got a tender here. I'm working with ESCOM. Soon they register their companies. They also want to do what you're doing. They don't carry it. They don't have it in them. They've never seen themselves doing it. They just love the results. So you find that they are struggling now and walking around trying, hey, can you help? Hey, can you help? No, we were not going to help you. Go back and discover who you are and the reason and the purpose of your being here. Find your purpose. Why were you born? What's the reason? What's behind? You see, when you are in ministry, uh, you soon discover that there are so many ministers, so many preachers, 
who? A lot of preachers. But if you don't know who you are as a preacher and what God has sent you to do, you will try to be competing with other preachers. No, do what you were called to do. I'm very comfortable, even amongst preachers, because they will never, never preach like me. I will never, even if I tried, I've tried preaching like T.D. Jakes, uh, um, but you know. <laughs> no, I've been there, I've been there. I tried it out. <laughs> but when you walk out of here, they said, hi, hi, today you were preaching like T.D. Jakes, you know. If God wanted more T.D. Jakes, he was going to make a lot of them. When you grow up, Paul says, imitate me because I imitate Christ. It means there's a time where you imitate. But there's a time of maturity when you yourself imitate Christ. You stop imitating others. So I'm saying, you know, when you have found your purpose, you stop competing with others because you have found your line in life. When you have found your life, do you know that the blessing of God are where God has called you to? You see, when you begin to pursue your purpose, your purpose is not a job. It is work. There's a difference between a job and work. See, a job is for earning a living so that you can eat. But work is something that you do because you are called and designed for work. Mm. Work brings fulfillment. Job brings weariness. Have you ever heard people who are tired? I'm tired of teaching. Who called you to teach? <laughs> no, I became a teacher because that was an opportunity that was open. So I went, I followed my friends into the training. I became a teacher. You're not a teacher by calling. You're a teacher because you want a job. You're a policeman because at least they earn something. <gasps> and it's easy to go. And also, uh, if I were a traffic cop, at least you earn extra. <laughs> I was laughing at the cops, you know, the past two weeks because they were very, very busy. Schools are opening. They need to pay school fees. So they were quite, quite busy. <laughs> you will excuse us if you are here and you are a cop. We know your trade. <laughs> Amen. Now we are always prepared driving on the roads. You have to have 100 rands or 20 rands. One stopped me here. It's a slum <laughs> I said, but you're supposed to check my car. No, slum <laughs> So I pulled out 100 rands. I said, it says, I said, <laughs> You see, when you are doing a job, you are never satisfied, never fulfilled. You are just there, dragging yourself. God never designed any one of us to be in a job. We were designed to work. You work with your hands. We work wherever you are. If you are a doctor, amen, and you love what you are doing, you never get tired. Never. Actually, you are very... Creative. <laughs> you are very creative. Amen. 
one of our nurses was just telling us in Swaziland that, you know, there are some of these ladies who suffer um, lack of attention. So they normally get sick when the husband uh, does not come back home for a long time. So they are hospitalized and they know how to treat them. So they are there taking care of them, nursing them, but they only inject them with water. <laughs> and quickly, they are then fine. It says, we just know what to do. We just inject them with water. We can't be wasting the hospital money when we know that all they want is just attention. So we'll give them all the attention, inject them with water, then they rise and go home. So don't settle for a job. You were never created for a job. You were created for work. See, as long as you're not working and doing a job, no one will ever fill your space. Now, then we come to filling up space. Do you know that if you are not rightly positioned where God designed for you to be, there are people who will not cross the bridge because every human being becomes a bridge for others to cross. So it means God crea created you to hold the hand of other people and lift them to the other side. As long as that bridge is not there, they remain in one place where they are not supposed to be frustrated because their destiny helper is not positioned right. Do you know that there are people who are in this church because of destiny helpers? Someone stretched his hand for you to hear what you are hearing and brought you here. Do you know that some people who have established powerful companies, immediately they walked here and heard the word, they went forth and established companies. Why? Because someone invited them here. This year, this year, because there is no longer time Jesus is coming back, I refuse for any of us here to walk around in circles and doing nothing but trying to make ends meet, you know, a job here and a job there. That is not your portion in life. You were created for great things. God, when he planned for you, and the Bible says his plans for you are good. They are not evil to give you a future and hope. There's an expected end. God wants you to shine in life. Anytime you are lifted, his name is lifted. Anytime you're promoted, his name is promoted. Anytime you're successful, he is successful. His name is glorified. So his heart is for you to prosper. His heart is for you to make it, but not at a job. Work. So, identity. Uh, I have to check, but I know where to check time. <laughs> On my wife's face, then I know it's time. <laughs> Just tells me straight. Now I can tell she's not hearing the message. She's now looking at me straight. 
and I know it's time. Can you give me five more minutes? Then it will be over. I just want to just hit a nail on the head. Boom. Now, for you to discover your identity, you need to go back to the one who released you to the earth. God is the source of our identity. Never find your identity in what you drive, in where you live, in the people you associate with, in what you wear. That is too shallow. It comes and it goes. And you are always miserable because you find your identity in the wrong things. It's not the relationship that you have. Women, don't find your identity in your husband. It's not there. It is in God. You are frustrating the men. I tell you, it is a curse for a woman to always be following the husband. It's a curse. It is written that your curse woman, you will always be, your desire will always be after your husband. That's a curse. Your desire will always be after your husband. Ask my wife when we just got say married, Jesus. She was following me to work. Driving with me in a company car all around Swaziland. Driving with me and missing classes at the university. Why? Because her desire was after her. She was not delivered. I, t I, t I said to her, find a life. Get a life. Get a life. <laughs> Get a life. And when she got a life, I was now lonely. I, I, she was nowhere. <laughs> she was so busy that I, I was the one who was following her around. <laughs> Where are you? What are you busy with? He says, I, I, you said you must get a life. <laughs> See, go back to God. Don't use natural things that you find here. As your identity. No, don't, don't. Let God tell you who you are. When God has told you, there's a boldness that comes with that. In life, you face life differently because now you know who you are. Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Arise courageously and take this company across Jordan. Moses could not cross take the people of Israel across Jordan. He died before he crossed Jordan. So it is Joshua's assignment. But God says, my servant Moses is dead. Now, the honors is on you. Take these people now across. Be courageous. I will be with you the way I was with Moses. But this assignment is yours. Joshua now had to hear from God. He was hearing from Moses all along. But now here to hear from God. What do I do? How do we cross Jordan because it's flooded? You will hear for yourself. You will not go around asking. You will hear from your maker. The one who has given you identity. You are now a leader, Joshua. Take these people across. So father, how should I take them across? God will give you step by step on what to do. You see, when you, <laughs> it's like all these girls 
when you are proposing and they say, okay, I'm going to pray. Liar. You are going to your friends. <laughs> you are not going to pray. You are going to find out from your friends. Me, friend. There's a proposal. Who? Here. And they start gobbling you. Babu checker, babu checker. They call friends. Who's this guy? What does he, is he married? Is he not married? So, you are not praying. You are googling. <laughs> Look, there are certain things in life that you will never find in Google, like a wife. In this dating site, you will never find a wife. But the examples are people who have found wives there and they're still married now. Hey, hey, not for you. Not for you. I know a lady in Switzerland that I prayed for delivered. <laughs> so three months later, um, she came back with a guy, and the guy was coming from the US. So we were in Switzerland. So where is this one from? I found him in the internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they got married and moved to the, to the U.S. with a white guy. So I'm not saying you cannot find it. But for you, don't go there. No one will rescue you in America. Amen. Find your identity in God. Because God will then direct you on what to do next. Every step of the way, God will direct you. So identity comes from where? Where do you find your identity? Someone says, how do you pray? How do you find that? How do I find myself? Already God told you long time ago. It's just that you have been ignoring his voice. You know what you were born to do in life. You know, from the time you were young, there are things that you used to say with your own mouth. Things that God designed you to be. Do you know that some of you are preachers? You were preachers even when you were still young. You were the one who was preaching when you were playing. <laughs> and it was in you to do it. Some of you are businessmen. But you just got swallowed in life because of so many mistakes that you have made. And then you are stuck in the mind. It is not that opportunities are not there. You are stuck in your mind. Because of your experiences, you feel like you can never rise from where you are. Now, let me announce to you, you have come to the right place. Even as you hear these words, they are entering into you. Every dead dream in you is coming alive. You will live again. You will rise again. You will be the businessman that God called you to do, to be. Some of you settle for just a few rents. Why? Because of your association. God told you long time ago that you are a billionaire, but you are settling with because of your wrong association. Umzala Wako tells you when you're busy dreaming, telling Umzala, I would say, Look, Umzala, I'm going to buy a fleet of uh, trucks. 
When you are trying to stop, stop sticking around Umzala. Walk away from Zala. Zala is a wrong company. When Abraham separated with Lot, when they parted ways with Lot, God says, From where you are, lift up your eyes. There are lots. Umkaya is from the same place where I come from. Where we come from, Zabashia. When you drag them with you, leave them and walk away. God wants you and has called you for great things. You are, you are an employer of hundreds and thousands of people. And here you are, Bamba jobless because of you. I want you today to hear the voice of the Lord. You will be the millionaire. You will be the businessman, that businesswoman that God called you to be. You will be separated from the rest. Don't settle for small things. Just because Ubale is 500,000, so come on to figure. Oh, shame. 500,000. Abafana leo baila same day la petaven. Baisha, one day la petaven. You and you and you and you and you and you. Younger letaven. Ngayitangel. Onka matafla am. And when I. Oh, oh, oh. Usta. 500,000 so mil, mil, mil. I'm so arrival and figile, figile, figile. Open those lace mandos, I'm asking John, but in figile. 500,000, that's all. God has called you for higher things. I want you to know when God called me, this is what he said. He said, um, the least amongst the people that you speak to shall be a millionaire. The least. That's why I speak with boldness that you will not remain where you are. No, no. I refuse. If you don't refuse, I refuse on your behalf. You are not remaining where you are. No. We break every limitation. The things that has caused your eyes to be blinded that you don't see the greatness that is within you. Because sometimes the circumstances of life, they block us from seeing who we are. So they, you see, right now people are busy. It's good physique. <laughs> it's captain lap. It's transport lap. uniform lap. I mean, your whole life is spinning around just kids. Ask me, ask us, my wife and I, uh, we, we just sit in the house. It's just the two of us. Remember that song, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Though she sends me too much, but just the two of us. the two of us. 
then that's when you realize these people keep us busy. All this is for 20 years. See busy up or see busy. And we have forgotten about each other. We have forgotten that we have also a life. Because shop. For 20 years, that would be your life. I refuse. I will have enough for the children and have enough for me. This year, I'm releasing you to go and make money. As I am releasing you with the anointing to bring in money. Money must come. Money must come. Money must come. You know, we sacrificed buying this property. In six months, we paid two million for this property. People here sacrifice their precious savings. It is not in vain. I release the anointing to make money. It's time for you to harvest. for you to harvest. It's time for you to harvest. I open every door. is not for political parties only. It's also for churches. Ha 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 you're opening your own mind. You're opening your own mind. Even in your backyard, you're opening your own mind. You're opening your own mind. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. As I speak now, there are people who are receiving this word in a different way. For them, this is reality. And they are going to open their minds. They are opening their own minds. There are families that are controlling South Africa. They started small. And they kept growing. And kept growing. And kept growing. Now they are actually in Swaziland. In, actually, the whole of Africa. Their shops are there. But they started small. So, your humble beginnings, don't despise it. Set your vision before you and tell yourself, I'm going to Cairo, Egypt. Tell yourself, I will have a stall and a shop in Dubai. Tell yourself that I will have branches in Switzerland, Angola, Malawi. I will have shops there. It does not end here. You know, we were in Deben preaching for uh, Pastor Kaya. One of the elders there, she says, I actually have my own clothing line. She says, I have seven factories in Deben. And people are now insulting me because there's a product that I released. And it was off the shelves in two days. The third day, people say, you are fake, you are fake. 
you advertise wrong things. No, it's not wrong. It's all gone. My factories cannot keep up with the demand. That is your story. I said, that is your story. That is your story. That is your story in the name of Jesus. Don't worry. I have my own business. I make sofas from scratch. Beautiful sofas. Any design, you bring it, we make it. So, I'm not talking something that I don't have. As much as I have, I give. 